In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favoured one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And now, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. May we pray together. May the God of hope fill us all with joy and peace in believing in Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. The very deservedly popular and well-known, almost legendary children's author, at least across the whole of Western Europe, C.S. Lewis, famer, of course, for his Narnia Chronicles, uh, wrote in his book of his conversion to Christianity, surprised by joy, that he came to Christ as the most reluctant convert in the whole of England. He was surprised at a moment by joy. He writes, of course, intelligently about other people's conversion to Christianity, not as it were a moment in time, but almost as a moment undefined and unknown, as if you're on a train travelling from France to Germany. You're conscious that you're on a train, but you can't tell the moment at which you cross from one country to the next, from darkness to light from not being in favour with Christianity to being in favour of Christianity. But you know you've arrived. 
You are, as Lewis describes, as he was, surprised by joy. This evening, as we start our Advent celebrations, I'm going to look at what it might mean to be surprised by hope. The start of the journey, the midpoint of the journey, and of course the end of the journey. In 1650, a man was born, Joachim Neander, famous for writing some 69 hymns, many of which are still still sung today. Influenced in his 20s, despite an unsavoury and debauched lifestyle, by someone who is committed with pietistic practice in Christianity, he turned to Christ found he was dissatisfied with many of the music-making and hymns of the day, he started to write, on his conversion, many hymns. He died tragically, aged 30, of tuberculosis. That happened in those days. He was born 1650 and died in 1680. You'll know this one. All my hope on God is founded. He doth still my strength renew me through change and chance he guides only God and only true he found the God of hope it was a surprise to him and he followed him for that decade remaining of his life so the first surprising part of hope the start of the journey Advent, of course, marks the start of the Christian year, as we do at All Saints, the liturgical colour of purple, the penitential colour of purple, used at Lent, used at funeral services. A curious start, you might think, to this journey of hope, this journey of being converted truly and fully to Christianity, the starting point Hmm, Vicar, what's this all about? Penitence. This is not cathartic punishment. This is not discipline you don't want to endure. This, simply put, at the start of the Christian year, the start of the Christian journey, is none other than turning to God. We turn because we're not naturally orientated to him. That's the start of the journey. So the first message Jesus gave, repent or turn to God because the kingdom of God is close at hand. No surprise here that a genuine, humble, sincere turning to God always, always finds someone there. The kingdom of heaven, Jesus, is close at hand. A surprising start. Simply turn to God yourself. No one else can do it for you. The surprising midpoint of the journey is also enunciated by this season of Advent where we reflect on the first coming of Christ, the babe of Bethlehem. And we reflect too on the second coming of Christ. 
And what most people fail to realise, between these two twins of the coming of God into our world, by all means celebrate his first coming, by all means anticipate his second coming, but do remember that at this moment, while you are breathing God's air, while you are alive, in this very moment, Christ can come to you. The prayer of the church at Advent time is come, come Lord Jesus. But so too remember that Jesus himself says, come follow me. I mean how strange that would be if Jesus said to you come follow me and as you turned he suddenly gapped it. He suddenly kind of disappeared and he let you down. If you turn to him if you expect him at this moment, at tomorrow's moments, at all your weeks and months and years that he comes to you, then he will. The rest of life, of course, without him, is either one of escapism or one of distraction from his holy presence. Come follow me each moment of every day. If there's a surprising start to the journey, simply turn. If there's a very surprising midpoint, actually he wants to greet you at every moment of every day, and that will be a good, hopeful thing. All my hope on God is founded. He does still my strength renew at that moment that you're praying, that you're singing, that you're waiting, that you're longing. So the surprising end point of the journey well, of course, none of us are there yet. For me, it's marked actually curiously by conversations of people of very sincere Muslim belief and piety. I've had the privilege of working with them in North London, in Leicester, and briefly in Sheffield following the murder of a 20-year-old Muslim man a couple of years ago, just down the road. I mention it because, of course, Muslims in the current struggle in the Middle East get a bad press. Islam, the word literally means peace. And many of the good ones are the most peaceful, delightful human beings you could possibly want care to meet. But their common thread when they look at our lives, when they look at Western lives, when they look at church lives, their question is, Mark, why is it so sludgy? Why is it so grey? Why is it so dilute? Why don't you say what you believe and demonstrate that you live it? And so there's a box set waiting for you to view on the All Saints YouTube channel. It's the Vicar's Reflection on Advent a couple of years ago. The four last things. This is what Christians penitentially do during Advent. Wait for it, death, hell, judgment and heaven. Undiluted, neat Christianity. This is what we believe. There's one life, then the end comes. Jesus says, come, follow me. And at that moment of all your days, I can be with you.
There's one amazing verse in the Old Testament which simply says the valley of Achor can be a door of hope. Undiluted, unrestrained Christianity is simply this. When you recognise that valley of our existence is without God and it's painful as such to find that, as soon as you realise and you turn to him, he comes to you. And strength will come, as the hymn writer says, all my hope on God is founded. He does still my strength renew. Me through change and chance he guides. Only God and only true. You might care to receive one of these on the way out. It's on the left-hand side just before you exit the building please take one simply entitled follow in his steps many people find following Christ can be a benefit immensely in this life and of course you'll meet him in the next if this life you meet him as friend then then you'll find he will be your saviour and not your judge undiluted brilliant hopeful Good news, light-giving Christianity here on offer for you and I this Advent time. Some stillness and I'll lead you in a prayer. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace as we believe in Christ in whose name we pray. Amen.